Hello everyone and welcome back to Expedition Photographic. I am your host Cameron and today we are talking about off-road driving and overlanding. We're Amy and Cam. Welcome to Expedition Photographic. Join us as we travel off the beaten path to explore some of the wildest places on our planet and some not so wild ones too. The first off-road vehicle I owned was a Toyota Fortuna which I purchased from my father who had meticulously maintained it. Unfortunately, it was a 4x2 rather than a four-wheel drive with a lockable rear differential. For those of you not familiar with the Fortuna, it is essentially a Hilux pickup with a station wagon on the back, very similar to the Toyota 4Runner which we see in the US. The Fortuna was a fantastic vehicle and Amy and I had loads of fun and many different adventures in it. It had so much space and the two of us could pack almost anything we wanted. We even slept in it once or twice in game reserves where we were a little afraid of the wildlife. It had a 3-litre diesel engine, was relatively economical, and we loved it. The two-wheel drive was the only problem. We got stuck a few times, once in some dusty sand in a game reserve, with some very wild animals very close by, and then in some very soft sand, very close to a beach. After the beach incident, we decided we wanted a four-wheel drive vehicle. We are going to talk about this a little later on, when we discuss overland travel. After looking at many options and considering budgets, we settled on buying a Suzuki Jimny. It met all of my criteria at the time being, it had a lockable central differential, it had a low range gearbox, it was built on a ladder frame, it was relatively reliable, it was relatively fuel efficient, and lastly, for those of you who know Amy, who is really short, she was able to reach the pedals and drive it comfortably. I must admit to having some mixed feelings after purchasing the Jimny. Going from the really big, powerful Toyota, it was really small, not very powerful, and a little bit slow on the highways. Any reservations I had, however, were soon gone. The Jimny was fantastic. Due to its lightweight, low range, great entry and exit angles, the Jimny was brilliant off-road. It was great at gravel, and I even came to love driving it on the highway. It forced me to slow down, enjoy the scenery, and get immersed in the journey. Life, however, is not all about the destination. In our four years of owning the Jimny, we kept up with Toyota Land Cruisers, Land Rover Defenders and Discoveries off-road, we rescued a Jeep Grand Cherokee, and helped recover a Ford Ranger stuck on the beach. And in the four years, we never got so seriously stuck that we needed recovery, and never had any mechanical issues with the vehicle. We went camping in it, put our mountain bikes on the back, check out our YouTube videos of the Jimny camping you'll be surprised how much fits in the back. Before I talk about different types of four-wheel drives, I wanted to mention some other vehicle experiences we have had. A really good friend of mine owns a Land Rover Discovery 4. I've driven the Landy and been a passenger, and it is an extremely capable vehicle if you can afford one. But that's a discussion for another day. My father now drives a Toyota FJ Cruiser, and I am in love. I've driven it on and off-road, and I really want one. Let's talk about different types of overland vehicles, and do you really need a four-wheel drive? Well, if your plan is to travel and explore overland while never leaving the hard, tarmac surface, then you really don't need four-wheel drive. Let me give you an idea of what Amy and I did in our Jimny. At the time, we were living in Durban, South Africa, and there were so many weekend options. We explored the game reserves of northern KwaZulu-Natal. We spent many weekends camping in the Drakenberg Mountains and countless mountain biking trips all over South Africa. We explored the Ladysmith Battlefields and Rorks Drift, and did an epic trip across the Sutu, up Sani Pass to Kutsi Dam, 
following the dam north and eventually landing in Clarence in the Free State. This is a story all on its own and one for another day. Most of the trips we did, however, did not require four-wheel drive. At most, there were varying quality of gravel roads. However, having four-wheel drive in these situations gives so much confidence, even if you don't really need it. When we were by ourselves down a muddy gravel road in the two-wheel drive Fortuna, I was constantly worried about getting stuck or not being able to turn around. With the four-wheel drive Jimny, I had no such concern. If anything, I was on the lookout for a more challenging road or a more difficult route. It really did open up our options for exploring. It also added an element of enjoyment to the journey. Where I got really nervous in the Fortuna, I had so much more fun in the Jimny. Let's talk about some different types of vehicles. For the purpose of our discussion today, we will classify four-wheel drives into two categories. Those with all-wheel drive, i.e. soft rotors, and those with locking diffs and low range. There is no right or wrong answer for which vehicle may be right for you. It all depends on what you intend to do with the vehicle. If you want a vehicle to transport your mountain bike on gravel and muddy roads on the weekend, then an all-wheel drive is perfect. If you want to tackle rocky mountain passes, you really do need a low-range gearbox. Now, before you send me an email with a pic of your all-wheel drive Subaru going up a mountain pass, I've been there. A good friend of mine owned a Subaru XV, and I was so impressed with its off-road abilities. However, going back to some of the places we visited in our Jimny, it is so much safer going up and down steep slopes in low range. You have so much more control and put so much less stress on the vehicle. Head over to our YouTube channel and check out some of our XV, Jimny and Discovery off-roading videos to see what I'm talking about. This leads me onto the controversial topic of auto versus manual gearboxes for off-road driving. Now, while I'm a huge fan of automatic gearboxes for driving off-road, they offer more control way easier to drive and much safer if you do not have a lot of experience. I totally do understand why people want manuals for off-road driving. At some stage I really would love to own a Land Cruiser 76 series, I think which is one of the ultimate manuals for driving off-road, although I have seen some Australian automatic conversions of Land Cruisers which also look really tempting. My caution here is if you own a vehicle with a CVT gearbox that you need to be very careful on steep ascents. In my experience, the torque converter often cannot produce enough torque to turn the wheels slowly, which often results in excessive wheel spin, which affects safety and can be damaging to the vehicle. Let's talk about assessing off-road obstacles and risk. If you approach an obstacle that looks problematic, maybe a river crossing, deep mud or a very steep climb, stop, get out of the car and assess the situation. Walk up the slope, check the depth of a river or see how thick the mud is. Come up with a plan for how you will tackle the obstacle and come up with a recovery plan if you get stuck while attacking it. If you are in a convoy with fellow four-wheel drive vehicles, maybe someone can pull you out if you get stuck. If you are on your own however, this is a completely different challenge. In the end it comes down to careful planning and preparation, slowing down and making clear informed decisions. Amy and I often solo travelled in the Jimny and we always made sure we had multiple routes around, escape routes and you need to know when it's time to turn around and take the safer route. I think we're going to wrap it up there for today. In a few weeks time, we will have a good friend of mine, Brad, on the show, talking about his discovery for and some more extreme off-road driving. With COVID destroying our travel plans in 2020, we are optimistic that we will be able to travel soon in 2021. We have some trips planned to South Africa, Lesotho, Iceland, Canada and the Masai Mara. 
We are also hoping to drive the new Defender at the Land Rover Experience in the UK in the next month or so when the lockdown is over. If you've made it this far, please check out our website expeditionphotographic.com for links to our social media and YouTube channels. Please get in touch with us, we would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening, until next time, goodbye and safe travels.